0: Hey, everyone, this is Peter Levin, and you're listening to another episode of In Good Hands, a show about the companies and founders solving our climate crisis. Today, I interview James Longcroft, founder and managing director of Choose Packaging. Choose Packaging is a packaging development company that's on a mission to eliminate plastic bottles from the world. And they do this through their 100% biodegradable bottle that's made from all natural sustainable and vegan friendly materials. And in the episode James and I will discuss how exactly he got his start with choose packaging. What the choose packaging is made of his thinking behind launching a consumer brand versus being the infrastructure that powers and enables CPG brands around the world the different category he's thinking about from drinking water bottles to to other everyday products like shampoo and soap and lastly, the ideas that are rotting away in our idea graveyards. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy our conversation with James Longcroft, founder and managing director of Choose Packaging. James, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Great to be here. James, let's start with the basics. What is Choose Packaging?
1: Basically, Choose Packaging is quite a simple solution. Basically, we Replace plastic bottles with our paper ones. So we make fully biodegradable paper bottles for a wide range of different liquids.
0: Simple as that. That's super interesting and super easy to understand. I, I want to rewind just a second because if anyone listening, if you go to choosepackaging.co.uk, you can see that this really does take the same general form factor of a plastic bottle. As you said, it's designed with planet in mind. But it always interests me how a founder gets to this point. So do you mind just briefly explain to our listeners, what was the eureka moment? What was the thing that predates Choose?
1: Choose packaging used to very simply be called Choose Water. And we used to sell thousands of plastic bottles of water in the UK. It was set up initially to basically... Use bottled water to raise money for charities in Africa to help provide clean drinking water was the sort of ethos behind it. And we were doing all right. We were consistent sales. Charities were doing well. We were doing okay. And then we got this fantastic sort of festival contract um, in 2017, I want to say. We were basically selling sort of 10, 15,000 bottles a weekend to festival girls. And before, everybody knew about you know, the plastic crisis as we do now. And I have to admit, I was blissfully ignorant when it came to what plastic was doing to the environment. So I knew you had to recycle it because it was better for energy consumption. You don't want to be wasteful. But in terms of the actual crisis that was raging, I was, as I said, blissfully ignorant. And it was these festivals where sort of my customers would say, oh, I don't do plastic bottles anymore. And I was like, okay, let me have a look into that. And what we found was... Horrific, basically. You see all these images of turtles and whales washing up with plastics in their stomach. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. So, spent six months or so trying to find an alternative. You know, I looked at aluminium cans and bioplastics and other vessels that we could put our water in. But the one thing that really got me, and I guess is the story of for a moment that I, made me want to change, was that every single bottle or can or whatever it was made out of had to go in a specific bit you know plastic itself is not inherently evil it just needs to be recycled and as i think we've all been we're all guilty of we don't recycle every bit of plastic we've ever used i've definitely in the mm-hmm. past thrown some away and i'm sure you have as well even your you know all your listeners as well will be guilty at some point of going oh i'm just going to throw that in the trash it's fine but so i want to create something that sort of go in any bin, whether that was composting, recycling, or just landfill, and it wouldn't really have an impact on the environment. So that was the sort of plan, and it turns out it was a lot harder to do than I thought it was. I had this idea that it would be done within about a year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I'd love to unpack that a bit further, because on the surface, I think a lot of consumers would think that, ah, it's a water bottle, It it can't be too hard, but when you stack the Choose bottle to the incumbent solutions today. What are the key differences between aluminum, plastic, even some paper, right, what we see with boxed water and just water? What are the key Mm -hmm. differentiators between Choose and all of the above?
1: Yeah, if you take your standard PET bottle, we've all seen what PET is doing to the environment and it takes sort of over five hundred years to break down in the ocean and it breaks up into microplastics, nanoplastics, it's getting into the, sort of, our food and our water. And the effects of that we aren't fully understood yet. You know, it's still a recent discovery, you know, the introduction of nanoplastics within the seafood and things. You find it in the fish you eat. So we again we've gone slightly the other way where we've sort of gone zero plastic, there is not a single part of the bottle that we use that is made of any type of plastic, bioplastic, anything like that. The way that ours differs from you know, the other solutions that are out there is that instead of coming up with some sort of crazy new synthetic material, we didn't have a huge amount of money when we started, so I just turned to nature, really, went, well what's waterproof in nature? It turns out loads of stuff, leaves are pretty waterproof, I mean you and I are quite waterproof we might go a bit pruny in the bath but we're (laughs) pretty much waterproof um so instead of coming up with some crazy new chemical thing I just in about half a tons worth of natural ingredients and just to be honest started playing so we cobbled together a solution that worked and sort of we've been refining it ever since well ours is a really simple solution a lot of the sort of box water guys and the sort of along the sort of tetra pack Mm -hmm. lines where you've got your cardboard out casing and then there's layers of plastic and aluminium foil which can be difficult to recycle it depends on you know, your local authority whether you can recycle it or not but ours is just really simple ours is a paper pulp casing that we spray our liner onto the inside and then it's waterproof and it's as simple as that really and then we put a recycled metal cap on the top which can be taken off and recycled again or the whole thing can go into recycling we just tried to make it as easy for the consumer as possible i think and you know it's that was core ethos behind it was that a lot Mm -hmm. of large companies can produce billions of you know as what is it a million bottles a minute are bought in the around the world every day every minute a million bottles um and i didn't like the fact that all the responsibility was put on the consumer and i just wanted to try and change it up a bit
0: Mm -hmm. yeah one of the things so we had someone from boxed water on the show earlier this year and it, one of the core challenges I learned was specifically on the lining piece, right? It feels like a, a, the, the broader parts of the bottle are solvable, but when it comes to lining and making sure that the actual taste of the external ma- material doesn't bleed into the liquid, right? It doesn't tamper with the Maybe. flavor pro- profile of the water is a challenge. So I guess when it comes to choose. Have you guys solved that particular challenge? And what is the
1: lining made up inside of the bottle? So, just on that last point, the liner is unfortunately my secret recipe. So, we don't actually announce nice. it until all of our patents. Our patents are in the final stages um, of being awarded. But until I get the green light from the lawyers, all I'm going to say is the <laughs> liner is made out of sustainably sourced natural products. Um, nice. And it, <laughs> I have. Uh, even my wife doesn't know what it's made out of. Um, <laughs> um, but basically, it's plant material that we've changed. But as for the taste and the sort of chemical mitigate, sort of migration from the liner, we've solved most of it. Like I said, we started as a water company. We the problem that faces us is obviously because it is so new and it's not using existing materials that are used for this. It's getting through all the legislation with mm-hmm. different governments to say it is safe. We don't have the taste problems, and the chemical migration is pretty solid. So. Big thing for us and why we've rebranded a bit for away from water for now is that there are so many other industries that use plastic bottles that we often overlook as single use things like you're washing up liquid bottle that sits on your, by your sink, is actually single use. finally its its lifetime is longer, much longer than a, a plastic water bottle, but it still mm-hmm. creates the same problem as any other plastic bottle. So we took a step back and went, how can we have the biggest impact is not just by focusing on one industry, but opening it up to pretty much everybody who bottles in plastic.
0: Interesting. Yeah, because I can imagine if you start looking at the infrastructure layer and you say, hey, look at all these problems that large CPGs are encountering, And if you could be, if you could solve one of the puzzle pieces across the board, and what a genius way to scale your impact across industry. Who, to the extent that you're able to, who are some of these partners that you're working with?
1: So we like to find a partner per industry, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So we've got a partner that's helping us do some household products. If you think of the 10 big basketballs, Moving consumer good companies, I reckon we're working with a good six or seven of them already. I can't go into too much detail because until we announce the sort of pilot launches of their product, mm-hmm. it's all quite hush hush. We're doing, you know, we're doing loads of industries, even into alcohols, and we're doing household products, toiletry, soft drinks, protein drinks, dairy products, pretty much anything that we currently use in plastic. We're having a good go at. And again, it comes down to my sort of it was. When I first it was quite cool having a sort of charity water company. I don't want to sound, you know, smug, but it, it made it was quite good for the ego, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, what we've realized is to have the biggest impact, we've got to step back a little bit. And we do our own sort of range of products that we sell online, but we use that more of a sort of marketing testing. You know, does the bottle work in shipping? Does it work? So, so when we do these pilots with the larger companies, we have a lot of the questions already answered.
0: It's interesting cuz as I bring a lot of the, these founders on the show it really does span you know alcohol we look at some CPG obviously water and it feels like this is still one of the harder problems to crack because consumer expects super convenient brand wants beautiful and there's like this ongoing tension between function and and beauty and planet i look at this bottle and i see this is a great starter solution for many different industries and i wonder to what extent is it customizable in terms of maybe the dyes that you want to color the packaging in like how flexible will choose as a platform a packaging platform for industry b
1: oh wait, I hope this- as versatile as plastic. We, as you yeah. said before, you know, brands want the beautiful and our bottles aren't as pretty as plastic. And that's why plastic has been so successful. You know, people like to see the liquid within and with paper, we can't offer that. So when it comes to the actual bottle, we've tried to be as sort of encompassing as possible. We have our standard bottle shape that represent, it resembles as closely as a sort of plastic bottle, but we can do pretty much any shape, um, mm-hmm. any size up to about a litre. You can dye the paper as well to pretty much any color under the sun. It just increases the cost and you've got to be very careful with which sort of inks you're using when you dye. You can't have any heavy metal-based inks, so finding environmentally yeah. friendly inks on that scale is expensive, but in theory, it can be any color you want. You know, labeling options, you can print directly on the bottle. We're trying to make it as sort of accessible to everyone, but at the same time, we're a small company and we're just starting out on this road. and We're slightly limited with what we can afford to do. And that's where these partners become so useful, is that so many companies have bought into the idea um, and believe in it enough that we can now start expanding product ranges into different shapes and sizes. It's a really exciting time for us. We're Mm -hmm. developing loads of different products, which is really good I mean, At the end of the day, it's just really good fun.
0: For sure. Just to zoom out, because... I think I have some idea of what the future might look like for Choose. But when you think about navigating the next three, five years and trying to align the stars, do you think that at some point does Choose have its own set of consumer brands that start with the packaging solution? Or is Choose the enabler that partners with different brands to bring their products to life in a beautiful, functional, and sustainable way.
1: Ideally, I hope both. I'd love to have Choose as a sort of forerunner, mm-hmm. especially over here in the UK or in the states, as its own brand that does produces its own solution. But I think if I've mm-hmm. got my sort of honesty cap on, I think we'll probably most of the work we do will be as the enabler of other brands to move into this this side of packaging. It's taken a huge amount of time mm-hmm. and money to develop it this far, and just to sit on it ourselves as a brand. That will limit the amount of bottles we replace. Our ultimate goal is to replace as many plastic bottles with a sustainable paper solution. And I'm under no, you know, there's no way that Choose is going to be an industry leader across the board in the next five, ten years. You know, there's no way we could scale at speed to compete mm-hmm. with any of the big guys. So instead of trying to, we're much happier to enable other brands to use our packaging. Because every bottle we mm-hmm. produce is a plastic one that might not end up in the sea.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, I think the fascinating piece here is when, when you think about scaling impact, the apples to apples analogy that I'm looking to, at least in the world of food, you look at a company like Eclipse. I had thought that Eclipse was going to come out with their own branded line of ice creams and yogurts, and they're still pretty early in their journey. But it seems, yes, they might have uh, a small line, but it feels like that's actually more of a way to get people to taste the product. And the longer term opportunity that they're going after is enabling dairy brands to sell or make initially make delicious dairy-free product, but using and leveraging the Eclipse technology. And I could see even here, you talk about the bottle next to the sink. There's so many of these different entry points for choose that isn't just like your everyday drinking water bottle. It is (laughs) we're talking hundreds of different form factors and use cases that you could help replace seriously over the next however many years. There's so much opportunity.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's why we're trying to, rather than push our own brand as hard as we can, like I said, to have the biggest impact, we've got to work with the big guys mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, we could sell, you know, our Mac, we could sell out every single day, but that's going to be a tiny dent on what some of the larger companies could do in an hour. Mm-hmm. So rather than trying to compete with them, we're trying to, we're finding companies that, are willing to put their money where their mouth is when they say they want to be more sustainable. Mm-hmm. We, our bottle is. It takes 44% less carbon to make than a plastic one. It's it's compostable, recyclable, and will fully biodegradable with landfill. Every single element of it is sustainably sourced. Mm-hmm. We're not using, and even our factory runs on green energy. So we're trying. We're trying to prove to these guys that this is. A viable alternative to plastic and it's really interesting to see which companies are out there that are willing to sort of take a pump with us and some sort of, to check if it, if it works mm-hmm. rather than just saying oh we're by 2050 we're going to do x y and z <laughs> actually giving it a go now which is great what i'd love to understand is how did you
0: actually get here what were you working on before choose <laughs> how did you actually make the leap or transition to running a company of it's this been, nature,
1: it's been really weird, man. I'm not gonna lie. We I did chemistry at university, which was immensely helpful, uh-huh. and then for all my sins, I went to work in oil and gas as a subsea construction salesman. Basically, really? I used to sell pipelines, and then realised that I didn't really want to work for other people. Uh, uh-huh. I I I I say it's because my son was born and I never saw him, but I didn't really. I quite liked. I don't really like taking orders, which is terrible, but I wanted to be my own boss. So I started up to basically. Like, as I said, you know, packaging was not what I was trying to get into. I just saw what could be considered as a sort of a luxury industry bottled water, and I thought, let's do some good with it, and it will make a good USP. And I found a contract bottler that made up the bottles, and I just shipped them around the country. It was only this festival that sort of kickstarted or My life was so simple. <laughs> I just used to sit in a cafe with my computer oh my selling gosh. hotels, bottles of water. So yeah, Wow. been an interesting one, but no, I didn't. Sort of, I should have done what my mother said to do is get a proper job and learned an industry first <laughs> and then moved on to myself. But I went, no, I'm just going to wing it. And it seems hopefully we've got a great product here. And you know, I've, the thing is, it's not just me. I've got a fantastic team. And that was key to the success of where we've got to now is that the team that you surround yourself with is so important. hmm so what I'd
0: like to do is zoom out a little bit and get a sense of what excites you, what intrigues you about the broader, I wouldn't say packaging community, but just all things climate solutions. We had Not Pla on the show episodes back, and I was really interested in, in, in that solution because it's just a totally different take on how we consume things. But also what is I know. The... We, uh-huh.
1: we know the not plug guys quite well because um we're both backed by Skype, um, TV oh, no way. part of that ocean campaign. Yeah, so we spent quite a time with quite a lot of time with those guys and ours is a direct replacement what they've come up with, it's a completely different way of consuming mm-hmm. anything. And they're very fun to use as well. Have you ever had one? I... One of those the Uhu capsules that they make i haven't
0: i've been trying to i when i talked to him after the oh. show i said hey so what's when is the united states in the pipeline what's the game plan i think they do plan on coming here next year is is the tentative roadmap but we'll see with all
1: the the stuff i think everybody's on. trying to come to the states so yeah. i think that's the key <laughs> no but they are they're fun to eat drink uh-huh. use they're fun to use you know it's <laughs> like it's nothing like anything you've ever used before but no, all of this innovation, and I always, especially, well, obviously, you know, the sort of climate issues that we're all facing at the moment, one solution is going to fix it all. Mm-hmm. But what I love is you know, each, every month, there's more and more solutions that are coming out of the woodwork. and Just seeing what other people are doing, um, you know, it's so inspiring. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yes, I make paper bottles and that fixes one potential problem. We're facing millions and millions of problems. And... It's great to see people coming up with really innovative solutions.
0: Uh My question was going to be, like, of all the really wacky, crazy, inventive stuff going on around the world, and it it could be outside of packaging, but I'm wondering, which has really piqued your interest? Which of all the different either research projects or early stage startups or even late stage have just blown you away in the impact potential or just how wacky and the massive upside potential in that particular project are there any that come to mind
1: i think my life is so at the moment so plastic centric uh-huh. that i'm struggling to come up with something that isn't related to the past the one thing one that i wish i would have done and i think would be so much to be so much fun to be involved with is the ocean cleanup—the sort of those boats with the big nets that go and fish out all the sort of
0: uh-huh. Pacific
1: Ocean rubbish—I think that's amazing. If you watch some of the videos of what they're bringing up and stuff; it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, from my sort of chemistry side, I like these sort of crazy enzymes people are making that can eat plastic, and all of that is just you know beyond my comprehension how can a little enzyme start eating plastic bottles and turn them into energy? So is that gonna... there's so much going
0: on. Is that going to happen? I look at like your waste management as a category, and there's a lot of chatter around the use of enzymes and bacteria to, to break down and then ideally repurpose it into productive outputs. It, like how mm-hmm. far off are we from seeing that as a legitimate real world application?
1: I think the big problem with any of these ideas and ours included is money. At the end of the day, we're so used to doing something one way to change it to do it another way On a sort of commercial scale, it takes such a huge amount of money. But I think the world's changing. and I think the public demand solutions. And when the public demands something, companies have to take note. So I don't think any of these things are are too far away from becoming the new normal, really. And there's a lot going on in the world that isn't great at the moment. And there's a lot to lose hope over. But just looking at some of the innovation ideas people are coming up with to solve these you know, global problems are it's really uplifting to dive into if you have a feeling sad at home have a look at what people are doing to fix the world it'll make you a bit happier mm-hmm. so
0: the last question in every interview instead of talking about what other people are doing i want to switch it up on you and the concept that has become i think a signature last lead-off question is this notion of the idea graveyard right it's this list of ideas that maybe is in your notes app, maybe you write them down separately, that at some point you think is... I've got
1: a little book full of them.
0: You know what the yeah. idea are, is. these things, and many times we'd love to, to go after them, but either A, when we reflect on them, they just end up being shitty, or B, you just don't have the time to go after them. So my question yeah, no, no, for you...
1: mine ended up pretty shitty.
0: <laughs> so my question for you is... What are one of these ideas that maybe you'd love to go after, but you just don't have the time to do, and so it's rotting away in your idea graveyard?
1: The one that jumps to mind, I realized wouldn't work pretty quickly, but what I wanted to do is how like hydroelectric power stations work. You put a little turbine in flowing water, uh-huh. and that turns up a generator and creates electricity. I wanted to put one of those in every single toilet. Um behind the U-beds, as the water flushes out, it generates a little bit of electricity. And then I was going to put it in the sort of where the mains water comes into every house. So if you turn the tap on, you create a little bit of energy. And then it got pointed out to me that the water companies pay millions and millions of pounds and dollars to keep their water pressure high. And if you... Start tapping into it to turn tiny turbines. You'll reduce it across the board, and they won't be very happy. But I quite like that idea. Um, I was going to say
0: because the thing is, if you start turning down the pressure, it sounds
1: like oh, that's genius. Yeah. And then actually, when you think about it, when you know the water company has literally got huge pumps pumping water this vast distance, and there's James with the little fans that's sapping out all the energy. But that was one. I mainly you know, There's so many. Um, have you got, hang on, Have you, what's in your idea, Graveyard? Has it ever been turned back on you? It, ha- it
0: has It. I will say that I have a list that now spans hundreds and it honestly, all right, let me pull one out and you can give me your bullish and on, Give me one of yours. Game. Here we
1: go.
0: Let's see. Or I'm just going to
1: steal it and do not you you. Let's see. And then you can sue me. It'll be great fun.
0: <laughs> so uh, in addition to In Good Hands, I run a games company. So I created this game called Incoherent which you haven't heard of it. It's like Cards Against Humanity, adult game category. I spent a lot of time thinking about games, mostly physical. Oh, absolutely. And I think that now a lot of founders and operators have been thinking explicitly, how do you layer in gaming mechanics into their product or service? And you you can use it Mm -hmm. as a reinforcement mechanism, just to make things more delightful. And one of the opportunities that I think would be interesting would be uh, merging the competition and competitive nature of fantasy football with investing where like in fantasy football, you go through the snake round, right? You draft players over, I don't know, 12, 16 rounds. And then, every week you make your bets. Who, who do you think is going to perform the best? So I think mm-hmm. you can roughly carry over the same mechanics into the world of investing. And there are some apps that have gamified investing with some success like Robinhood, but they really aren't multiplayer in nature. Mm-hmm. So I could imagine something similar where uh, you start the season maybe before the quarter starts you and your friends choose a handful of stocks. You guys all get, let's say, a million dollars of play money to put to use. And at the end of the season, it could be a couple of weeks. It could be the end of the quarter. It's just like fantasy football. Whoever wins takes home. Whoever's got the most. Whoever has increased the value of their stockpile the most would win. And I, I, when I look at the things that make – That would be great fun. Yeah, it would. And I think the, – the, I'd play that game. And the added benefit in addition to bragging rights is you've built yourself a quasi portfolio of success or lack thereof, right? You can yeah, say, Hey,
1: once you've won a couple of seasons, you can start putting your own money behind it. Exactly. It's a, it's an entryway into investing. Mm-hmm. I think that's genius. I think you should definitely do that.
0: So anyways, I, got, I spent a lot of time thinking through the guise of games. So if you ever want to if you ever want to jam on that,
1: man, I tap me in. Should we do a choose should we do a choose game <laughs> where you are a whale and you have to avoid eating all the plastic bottles. But if you eat a paper one, you level up. James, that might sound crazy, but I gotta tell you, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, That's man. more app games. Let's think of a board game. Uh-huh. Um, a bit like Monopoly, where you have to buy up recycling stations. I okay, think we'll go chat for hours on this. We'll, we'll come up with something genius and then we'll both quit our jobs and we'll develop. to that. We'll come. yeah
0: yeah um <laughs> james this has been a pleasure before we part ways i'd love to roll the red carpet are there any final call to actions hiring needs anything that you want to leave with our listeners
1: the floor is yours our websites choosepackaging.co.uk. it's got all the links on there. it's i think if you just google choose packaging i think we pop up and that's got all the links to our socials and you can you can sign up to the newsletter and win goodie bags and all that sort of stuff. Find us, give us a follow because we, we put out all of our questionnaires and our sort of market research on social media. If you are listening and in, in the UK, because unfortunately we only ship to the UK as of now, we're, we are branching out in the next couple of months, but we only ship to the UK at the moment. So if you're in the UK, buy a case, see what you think, let us know. If you're over there in the States, if you can find us on social media and just give us a follow and shout as much as you can about us because we're trying to get out there and if you run a massive packaging company that currently produces millions of bottles of water give me a call to so have a chat <laughs> um,
0: you're the best thank you for uh <laughs> you trying. are mate this is awesome
1: thank you very much for talking to me take care.
0: hey there you made it to the outro thank you so much for listening to today's episode if you're new here welcome if you're a long-time listener, Thank you so much. We're actively casting for new guests on our show. So if you have a rock star founder or company in mind that's working on something cool, message me on Instagram at Peter A. Levin or email us, hello at ingothands.us. Thank you so much again and look forward to bring you another new episode next Tuesday. Thank you so much again and look forward to bringing you We look forward to bringing you another new episode next Tuesday.